Don't you wanna know what I'm learning in school? Don't you wanna know what I'm learning in school? Don't you wanna know what I'm learning in school? <laughs> Hey everybody, it's Joey Secret Superhouse, and today we're going to talk about Pacific Rim 2. Got a lot of bold statements, got some likes and dislikes. Uh, we got a quick little WonderCon discussion, since that was that, that was this weekend. And I'm joined by Andrew. Hello. Maddie Fitz. What's up? Steph. Howdy. Let's start off. Okay, so the first the first thing in our uh, episode this in, in, in this week is the uh, WonderCon discussion. We wanted to kind of go over that real quick. Uh, I went to WonderCon uh, both Saturday and Sunday. Sunday, I was joined by Ben Juan, of course, and also my lovely wife, Yuka. She actually ran the camera while Ben and I uh, interviewed the kids, and we shot this little video interviewing the, the children, as it were. And uh, basically, I'm going to say this in the video, too, but... Um, you know, just like Superhouse, there's a lot of podcasts, a lot of YouTube videos of a lot of 30-somethings talking about superheroes, you know? So I just kind of wanted to bring it back to the original demographic. Let's talk to kids about it. What do kids think? You know, a lot of the, a lot of uh, people our age, are, are, it's almost like the hive mind mentality with the internet. Like, everybody loves the Avengers, hates Justice League. What do the kids think about this? You know, it's, it's like that's, that's part of the idea for the video. So I wanted to see if if they had the same opinions that, that, that we do, you know what I'm saying? So, and on top of that, just the, the con was great. Um, I'm going to be talking about another part of it later on in the podcast, but, uh, I'm going to keep that, uh, silent for now, but, um, you guys saw the pictures. What what did you guys think of it from, from just seeing it from, from the pictures? I think it looks pretty good. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'd wanted to go, but, um, but yeah, I, I yeah, definitely want to go next year. Okay. Tell me fun. The video. It's it's really a lot of fun. My my first con that I went to was in 2012, and I don't think I went to a panel. I didn't even know what a panel was until like a year later. I think I didn't know what I was doing. But now when I go to a convention, I am like so prepared, and I'm not even like making a schedule so much. I'm just like I got the I'm making a schedule around the panels I want to go to, but. I'm like going to panels. I'm like, I'm going to be shooting from this time to this time in between this panel and that panel. I'm going to eat this time. And I don't want to see that. Fuck that shit. I'm out. You know, like I know I, I'm such a veteran now at this shit that I'm, I, 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 I can just like really handle it. I've just been to so many at this point. Do you end up buying a lot of stuff? No, I hardly ever buy anything. Um, I, Do I spend so, so much money? It's a good it's a good question. It's a good question, but like yeah. I just feel like I get my comics from the local comic book shop. Uh, some of them are cheap. I actually have bought a couple graphic novels, but uh, here and there, and I have bought some shirts too. But I, I'd say most of the time I don't buy anything really because it's a trap, man. They'll there's mm -hmm. and the, Joey, I know you're Funko Pop crazy, <laughs> and well, all of you are. But it seems like Joey, you talk about it quite a bit, and yeah, uh, I have a few. <laughs> and and it's it's fucking Funko Pop crazy at get cons these really? days, man. I, so. I could imagine the exclusives it, are great. It's insane the licensing they have. It's it's incredible. It's like everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they get everything and 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 like all the like minor characters and all that. That's what makes it a lot of fun. And and yeah, you see Funko Pops 
everywhere at these cons. And WonderCon might be the second biggest in Southern California because it is the same exact company that runs San Diego Comic-Con. Say what? Yeah. Con Monopoly? Well, they only do two a year. It's uh, WonderCon (laughs) and SDCC. So uh, they might... No, I think that's it. They really just do two. Um, And then there's several other cons like the the Kamikaze, which is Stan Lee's Comic-Con... Mm. Uh, that is not the same company, but that's another big one in in LA. And uh, cool, those are the, like the top three, I'd say. Um, yeah, Pasadena Convention Center actually catches a bunch of the the cooler, smaller ones. But anyway, that's that's basically it. That's all I gotta say about that for now. So we nice. wanted to head into the uh, Pacific Rim Two review. I hope this isn't a fucking bloodbath. Welcome, <laughs> Superhouse Podcast listeners, to our review of Pacific Rim uprising it's going to be a it's going to be a knockdown drag out sort of review we might even break up over it here we go all right guys i got a lineup for us this time we're going to go andrew Stefan, joey and then i'm going to go last because i'm introducing it giving you guys the questions um so we'll just go in that order uh, unless we start yelling at each other then whoever can yell the loudest gets to say what they want Uh, Uh, joey did not see this film Okay, Joey. Oh. Not, Joey Spoiling the ever-living shit out of it, starting now. That's great. Spoilers. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. Joey, Joey, then you got to be the ref if it gets to that point. Uh, we'll do. Hey, 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 hey. Cut it out, boys. We're all friends here. <laughs> Not anymore. Do you have a gavel, Joey? We need an impartial <laughs> standing body to... All right, you guys ready to get started? Oh, yeah. All right, so just to warn everyone who's listening, there's going to be spoilers. So mm-hmm. don't get upset with us if you really wanted to see it. You'd have seen it by now. Yeah, right? Not minor spoilers, be... major spoilers. Yeah, major. Uh... All right, here we go. All right, Andrew, you ready? Your general thoughts. I'm general ready. thoughts. Uh, not good. <laughs> uh, I, I'm a big fan of the first one. I just, I'm going to keep it short for now. That that I just, I didn't like it really that much. Dang. All right, Stefan, it's your turn. My general thoughts, in contrast to Andrew's, are I really liked it. I Well, I really enjoyed it, I think is the best way to say it. I really enjoyed what I saw and the experience I had, especially in contrast to Tomb Raider, which we've talked about before, um, which is kind of the other geeky movie that came out the week before. Uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. And where it found where it had its faults, it didn't dwell on them very long. It just moved along with the things that worked, in my opinion. Cool. Uh, I thought it was a fuck ton of fun. Mm. Sweet. I'm <laughs> okay. not going into it. Um, all right. All right. All right. Here we go. Are you ready, Andrew? Oh, I, I got a prepared statement. Yeah. Jesus. Um. All right, Andrew, give us them dislikes. Let's do it. All right. In order to prepare for this, I am actually going to cite Rolling Stone, RogerEbert.com, and Boo. Wired.com. Boo. Ugh. Boo to all those. Fuck all right. Rolling Stone. I'm Peter Travers is your. <laughs> you're going to Peter Travers, who just says exciting. He liked Legally Blonde too. I uh I agreed with the. Uh, these parts that I copied and pasted. And I yeah. do have my own of opinions, of course, but I, I kind of wanted to do this for this review at least. Sure. All right. Cue epic music. Here we go. <clears throat> First one from Rolling Stone. 
People go to the movies for all sorts of reasons, and nestled somewhere in the top 10, between gaining insight on the human condition and witnessing our collective hopes, dreams, and fears projected in front of our very eyes, is of course, see a big-ass robot beat the shit out of a skyscraper-sized monster. Director Guillermo del Toro understood this back in 2013 when he took several bags of studio loot and gave a specific rim. It was mass entertainment, sure, the, the kind of popcorn movie that's filled with things blowed up real good, set pieces, <laughs> and speeches about the apocalypse being canceled, but it was a weirdly personal film, a big-budget tribute to the J-pulp fetishes of the director's youth and a valentine to the corner of the geek universe weaned on Godzilla and Gundam. You didn't even need to think that it was among the Oscar winner's best idiosyncratic works. In parentheses, it is not. If you recognize that Stacker Pentecost was one of the seven greatest screen names of all time, if you knew Manila from your Mothra, if the word Kaiju did not need to be explained to you, then this was your cult jam. Pacific Rim Uprising is not that movie. It's not much of any movie. It is a collection of noises and images and military jargon. <laughs> being urad at the sternum rattling volume and featherweight cgi destruction and what the fuck slow-mo sequences and the occasional feeling that you've been cheated but let's not call that a movie this is transformers level insanity inanity actually this is a blow to your head from the mallet it will not make you feel like a 10 year old but it will make you feel 10 years older by the time you leave the theater it is certainly not personal in any way shape or form just strictly chilly, corporate to a fault, and somehow both chintzy and wildly overblown. Del Toro didn't direct it, though he is one of the creative executive producers. He should still sue for damages. <laughs> Do Wait, not agree. I, People need to stop disagree. sucking Del Toro's dick. As Agreed. As um, Wait, is <laughs> that... Like is, anyway. Are the rest of your reviews going to be that long? <laughs> I was going to say, that's all. Because <laughs> I was like, dude, like they can just read it. That's all right. I, I want to hear them. I want to know well, how wrong read. they are. I'm not going to do this all the time. I just <laughs> wanted to do it for this one. Sure, sure. I thought you were just picking points. That's no. Fine. But... It's fine. I like listening to him because what they're saying, totally don't agree with. That was Peter Travers, right? I don't know. Some fucking oh, asshole, you're not right? Even... <laughs> I gonna, I'm going to put the okay. uh, link in the description. But yeah. uh, Did you have it. more for this section? I do, but I'll, I'll, it was a little bit long. Yeah, uh, uh, but what I'll, about let me see what else you know. Personal opinion, I'll go to that. Um, I I liked Boyega. I like Kaylee Spaney. Oh, we're uh, not there yet. Oh, okay, okay. What uh, dis dis dislikes, I I just That's okay. Let's start off. Let's start with at least the cinematography. It's just so. It's like it's just super clean. I just don't like. You're dealing with like a post-apoliptic world, and it's just kind of shot. A well, bit they're over clean. the post-apoliptic oh, world. They're let moving him, let on. Him, let him. Let him let him say it. <laughs> and then say? also, like all the character arcs are kind of just like glossed over. Like they have this whole thing about like trying to drift together, like uh, Boyega and um, what's her name, Spainy. Um, and it's just like they they just gloss over it. Like there's like one scene where they 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 seem to drift together well, and then they don't pay attention for, for to it for a while, and then. They finally do it again because we knew um, Eastwood was going to die or at least get injured. Uh, and then they don't really do much together except for like that last finishing move. And it just kind of felt like I was it was kind of like it cheated a bit in that way. So 
And then like the actresses, like you can make the jump scenes are really stupid. And like all the, all the, <laughs> cadets, you like Tomb all Raider. The, all the cadets, <laughs> all the cadets are like, it's like terrible. That's where the really bad acting is. Like all the cadets really can't act in this movie. Um, it's, 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 I don't know, man. It was just, it was bad. Oh, and the worst was Tian Jing. God, she was so bad in every fucking scene. And she just she, has uh, to show, she has to show up in the end. She's the shower corporation. Girl. Yeah, I yeah. dude, she was awful, man. And then like <laughs> most of the kaiju are like the end the end fighting scene, I liked how kind of like manic it was, but like you got like mo- over half the movie where they're not fighting kaiju, they're fighting kaiju powered robots, which was like okay, Still but kaiju, they just have armor on now. Yeah, I don't know I don't why know. you're complaining. I just don't know if I like that. Um so, yeah. Um. Oh, what else do I have written here? Learning to be a ranger again. Going from being a party boy for so long. This also this arc was also kind of like really glossed over as well. And Scott Eastwood is just such a fucking putz in this movie. I just <laughs> I, mean, supposed I couldn't. To be. I couldn't take it, man. I give this movie one out of five indeeds because it's <laughs> it's just missing all of the heart and all of the soul that Guillermo del Toro. Had for, There's for not the original. that much heart and soul and fucking oh dude. Uh dude, stop hold on, Matty. Right there, guys. Huh? The rating systems from now on go by in indeed, bro. Indeed. Continue. We should each have our own um, but yeah. Uh, it was just like it was Transformers. It was a it it's was a, better than fucking Transformers, dude. It was awful, man. Better. It was awful. awful. Transformers is a travesty because that was something you grew up with. And fucking Pacific Rim can be anything because we didn't grow up with it. I don't know, man. It was, I mean, I'm done for now, but it was, it was just bad. We'll Who's next? <laughs> Stefan, we'll your turn. We'll get there. It's Your dislike, a, Stefan. I'm lighting another cigarette. Oh, oh my God. Here we go. <laughs> um, my only dislikes are that there is too many characters, um, especially in the cadet ranking, uh, the cadet, uh, hold on. There's too many characters in within the cadets. Um, I felt like uh, to me overall, in terms of like acting and dialogue, I felt like this was a step above Power Rangers. I felt <sighs> like it's kind of in a lot of ways, like the chemistry of those characters, what they were attempting in Power Rangers. I felt like they achieved to a somewhat slighter, higher degree in this film, but I didn't hang on that for too long. Um my only other dislike was that, yeah, some of the stuff was a little glossed over and that it began with a voiceover narration. <laughs> I was, I thought you were going to hate this stuff. Cause as soon as it Those starts, it's like, Oh fuck. So I know I have, this. I have like eight surefire signs that you're watching a bad movie and that's one of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, and a lot of movies nowadays and TV shows are starting like that. And it has me worried for the fate of the human race as a whole, but <laughs> it's fine. But overall, those are like, my dislikes and um ordinarily i'm like kind of all over like it wasn't deep enough or it didn't have enough story or character and this what it lacks in those type of things um i think it makes up for in other areas that are more pertinent to what it actually is and i think it's rec it's recognizing what it is um um and i like pacific rim the first one i have a, a good fondness for it but i don't think 
you know, people talking about like all this heart. It's so easy to say that after dude just won best picture. Like you can fucking say. Uh, but I feel like I would say that Blade anyway. Two was fucking an unsung masterpiece, which it is actually. Yeah. Exactly. But, <laughs> um, but basically, yeah. My only dislikes were that there were too many characters to bounce around from because they were moving so quickly that they did gloss over quite. They glossed over the stuff that was useless, but at least they did that. At least they glossed over the shit that was useless and didn't hang on it, try and fit shoehorn it in to make for a more well-rounded movie. They're like, let's just go with what works. Anyway, those are my dislikes. Um, I don't know. I kind of agree with the dislikes, uh, what Stefan was saying. Um, some, like some script, some dialogue shit bug me. I agree. There are too many characters. Some of the cadets, I was like, Jesus Christ, we can just do without them. Who gives a fuck? Um, but <laughs> at the same time, I just, I didn't really care. I mean, I don't know, man. I went into this movie thinking, Oh, this, I would have loved this. I went in thinking it was going to be a terrible movie. When I walked out, I was like, God, if I was fucking 12 years old, I would fucking eat this shit up. This is great. I've had so much fun watching this. If this was made in the 90s, we would consider this a cult fucking classic, dude. Because I'll tell you this about cult classics and some of our favorite movies on this podcast. They're not that great. And some of the actors are fucking terrible in them. But we love them. Poor reviews of their contemporaries. So I just kind of like when I walked out of it, that was what I like. You know, that's just how I felt about it. Um, and the stuff that was bad, like, I think it's a mess of a film. It just is everywhere. And I was just like, I don't care, man. I love it. Who cares? It's got new monsters in it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, whatever. I mean, I guess we could just tear it apart or whatever. I'm sure I oh, could. But I had a good time. Halfway through. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. That, that stuff that I didn't like didn't bug me enough to take me out of the film or just to sit there and like go, oh, oh, because oh. I don't care that much about the Pacific Rim universe, you know, like I'll tear apart a fucking alien film because I love that. But Pacific Rim, I'm like, all right, whatever. It's like I'm not a huge like I like giant, don't get me wrong. Podcast listeners. I like giant robots. And I like monsters, but I just don't care that much about Pacific Rim sometimes. So that's why I think I enjoyed it. I was just kind of like, whatever. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. All right. Well, we got next. Bo- oh, the likes. Well, we can just skip Andrew since he hated everything. <laughs> he, he made Andrew, one- did you like one thing? End credit motion graphics. I think uh, Boyega did that. give a great <laughs> performance, actually. Who did? Boyega did. I think he did he did really carry the film as much as he could with what he was given. It's weird, you know, most movies like the cast isn't the problem. <laughs> you know, it's usually everything else. Kaylee Spaney or whatever, uh she's good. I mean, of course, Bern Gorman, Gottlieb, and uh yeah. Charlie Day, great again. And and Scrapper. Gotta give it up to Scrapper. <laughs> I like <laughs> I like Scrapper. Um but uh I think it stops there. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Stefan, what would you like? Um, Pretty much everything besides what I said in my dislikes. (laughs) Uh, I love if, you know, kind of in contrast to what Andrew was saying about it being so clean, like in the way that um, the first Pacific Rim was more like kind of a love letter to the older style kaiju films, like a little bit of the new, but a lot of the old, it seemed like. Um, this one was to me was was representative of the new in terms of like anime and, and that Japanophile kind of way. Um, like to me, it felt like just like a pretty decent anime. 
film, you know, and, and I like the bright daylight. I like the colors. I really liked the CG. I'm one of the guys that's really jumping on top of like, oh, that was terrible CG or whatever. But they were just like, you know, at, at certain points, you're like, this is just a video game. But it's like it's like a pretty good video game to me. Like when they had those close ups of like the feet of the Jaegers and stuff and like the parts, the inner working parts. And then like even Scrapper at the beginning, like there's a part of it. It's not like ILM quality CG, but it's 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 good. And the artfulness of this film is not in the performances of the actors or the directing necessarily it's found in those cg scenes it's found in the action scenes they were great action scenes i thought um and i also liked the pacing of the film i liked that you know where they had um this is what i was saying in my review on instagram about like it going deep or not or whatever like to reference Tomb Raider again, I really disliked the parts where they were trying to force down our throat, like certain relationships or certain themes or certain motivations through characters. Like if you can do that, if you have a well realized uh, version of that in your script or how are you going to approach it? And it is successful. That's like the gamble of filmmaking. Um, but if you're just trying to get it in there, cause you think it's going to make your movie better, that shit shows more um, than just, glossing over it honestly and where they were just like you know it's like why are you in this fight he's just like oh because i never got a chance to prove myself and i don't really care but i actually do care so i'm gonna fight and be a leader and then the girl being like well my parents got killed by these fucking monsters and i'm a fucking genius mechanic somehow that's why i want to fight and i'm like all right that's good enough move alongside um i really liked the structure of it i really really liked how there was to me it felt like a video game at times where they had the robot kaiju, or first they fight another Jaeger of some kind, yes. which I thought was cool. Prior mm -hmm. to that, there's the twist of uh, Charlie Day's character coming into this like um, um, this wealth and this power because of the work he did in Pacific Rim One, and he's talking with Gottlieb about like, oh, you'll get to meet Christine sometime. I'll bring you over, or whatever. And you're just like, oh, where is he? And I didn't really think about that too much at the time when he said it but then when he gets home and he's still fucking like drifting with this kaiju like where there was too much of the like can we drift are we compatible or you know like all that shit with john boyega and the girl there was also that moment where fucking charlie day was having like orgiastic connection with this fucking this monster brain and shit and that caught me out of nowhere and i was like this is that's fucking weird you know and it's coming out of the shadow of maybe where del toro is like you know, he has this vision. He's everybody's oh, he's so visionary, whatever. Motherfucker can draw and he gets good monsters made. I'll give him that. But his writing is lacking, is what I'm gonna say right now. Yes, said it. You think the writing in this movie is better than I don't Del think that Toros? it's better, but I think where he would get hung up on certain things, they don't even fucking like, all right, we're not you know, we're not gonna attempt to it, to me it didn't seem like they attempted to like even try and like compare themselves to like del toro's film it's a whole different thing it's the same thing but it's a different thing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i like that it's a post-apocalyptic world but i also like that it's sunny it was i mean i guess to me it was like anime it was like kind of like when the angels arise in evangelion and stuff and you have these different much different landscapes and it wasn't just at night with like all these obscure obscured effects and like close-up shots of the monsters anyway i'm trailing off well, i just <laughs> want to say real quick yeah that when I go to see a sequel of a movie, I want to see something different that I didn't see in the first film. Yeah. So it's all shot in the dark in the first one, basically. 
Yeah. So yeah. why wouldn't you do the exact opposite? Yeah. Put him fighting on the snow and in the ice. I've not seen that yet. Great. Cool. Something new. I don't yeah. want to watch Del Toro's movie again. I've already seen it. I want to see what they have to offer. Because yeah. I guarantee you, if I walked in that movie and they were just fighting the same giant monsters again, and there was no ro- no tech involved or like the events that a- occur in the film, I'd been like, God damn it, I've already seen this movie. Yeah. Like the best thing yeah. about it was that you had that you like, I never thought that like when you when the reveal happens that the Jaeger is controlled by like a fucking kaiju brain, I was like, Holy fuck, dude. Yeah, that was the first that's twist. great. That was great. I was like, what the for because I was like, who's in that Jaeger? Because I thought they were gonna pull <laughs> it off and maybe they were gonna pull in uh Charlie Hunnam from the first one. I was like, what the fuck? He's a bad guy. But they didn't right. do that, which would, no, I I'm that so probably would have been cool. I'm um, so but, glad they didn't bring him but in. But I like Charlie <laughs> I'm just saying. Right. I just like that it was sunny. I didn't. I didn't need it to yeah. be dark every time it's post-apocalyptic because this is the events after they the kaiju are gone. They stopped them. People died to stop them. They're trying to live their lives. Yeah. You know, they're trying to rebuild the world. So it's a brighter yeah. film. Yeah. But then some bullshit happens because yeah. I mean, come on, that's specific rim. Some bullshit's gonna happen. I felt like this one did a lot better. Well, not even better. I can't say better because I like Pacific Rim, the first one. It um, I have a it's a it was really captivating to me. Even though there's a lot more I disliked about that one than there is that I like disliked about this one. Um, but to finish off my likes, uh, I just I liked the structure. I liked how it was. First, you fight a Jaeger, then you fight this like half Jaeger drone kaiju, and then you get into the kaiju. Um, I only wish the kaiju were a little bit, there was maybe a couple more of them and more uh, dispersing of the other robots, you know? But I also fucking loved all the different Jaegers and stuff. And I love how they give them names like Gypsy Danger and Phoenix This and Rogue Fury and shit like that. Like, that's cool. It's like like baseball cards to me or something. You have all these like, I like that aspect of it. I hope if they'd make a third one, there's more of like a, you know, there's some company making like some profit off of gambling of like who's going to win and people betting and stuff and like diving kind of a little bit more into the personality of each different Jaeger and what they represent to the people. I just fucking, I liked a lot about it. I had a lot of fun. To me, it was like action figures and I didn't expect it, I guess, to go to certain places like what people are saying of like the heart that it doesn't have and the, um, you know, the soul that it's lacking or whatever, but I felt like it was much different from a lot of films that I've seen recently that spend so much time trying to get you to care. And this one was just like, whether you care or not, there's some robots fighting, but I don't think that's the same thing as Transformers. I don't think you can compare the two because in an art direction kind of way, all these machines and all these fight scenes and action scenes are 110 times better realized than anything in those Transformers movies. And I'll stop there because I know I'm going on. <laughs> cool. All right. Um, my likes for Pacific Rim. Um, I like the new creature stuff. I think it's great. It's what I want to see when I go see a sequel. I want to see stuff I haven't seen before. And I didn't see that in the first one. Um, I like that there weren't a lot of uh, kaiju. like that only three came about. Because you know what we watched in the last movie? A bunch of kaiju. That's fine. I love, and I love that Charlie Day's turn, he was the fucking villain because the precursors had taken over his mind because he was drifting with that fucking kaiju brain. Thought it was cool. I did not see it coming. Because I was like, it's kind of weird that Charlie Day is not acting like the character in the first film. And I was like, oh, he's got money now. He's better or whatever. 
but it's not that it's actually that he's the fucking villain. And I thought I did not see that coming. And that that's one of my like major likes, you know, um, I did like, I was just like, Oh fuck, this is pretty fucking cool. You know, I thought it was just going to be him and his other, and the other dude just like helping out with, you know, whatever. And then I was like, wait, what? He works for this other company and blah, blah, blah. And then, um, yeah, I liked, uh, the first, I liked that They fought a Jaeger. I thought that was fucking cool. Um, I liked that it was a kaiju brain that was controlling it. And then when they released those other, the, um, the sentry ones, and then they got taken over, thought that was dope. Um, and I really liked, cause when he's like, okay, you know, like when you're like, oh man, they're going to get the upper hand on those three kaiju. And I was like, oh wait, what about that big motherfucker? Where does he come from? Cause I thought that's what they were going to go to Mount Fuji to do was like resurrect this like giant kaiju or something they'd hidden mm-hmm. there millions of years ago or whatever and they're like no we're just gonna blow up the fucking world and i was like holy fuck all right cool and uh then when the those little like bots come out and like fuse them together i was like this is fucking cool man like i don't it's like (laughs) i don't know when i watched Mm -hmm. i was like it's like transformers man like taking transformer and like you know like putting together to make like a destructive to make taking the destructicons and putting them together to make a Mm -hmm yeah more a bigger robot and i was like dude yeah. this is fucking cool man i've not seen this I, like i haven't seen this and i thought those ideas were great and i think that's why i really liked it because i didn't see this i didn't watch the same the first pacific rim movie you know like when i watch alien i watch alien because it's like a horror film with one alien but then when you call a movie aliens you got to have multiple aliens in it <laughs> And, you know, and then at the end, you're like, well, okay, they have a lot of aliens. Well, like, what else they got? And they're like, oh, we just got this thing called Alien Queen. You're like, what the fuck? Look at that cool ass thing. That's what I liked about this movie, because it's like Stefan was saying it's like, yeah, like they kept building. And you're like, oh, my God, are they going to fight Kaiju in this? And at that point, I didn't care because I like the robot Kaiju thing so much. And I was like, oh, wait, but there's that big giant motherfucker. And I was like, when does he come in? And like, how does he get? I don't know. I just thought it was cool because I was just trying to figure out, like, how we were getting some of the stuff in the trailer. Uh, other stuff I liked, yeah. I thought John Boyega was great. And I think this movie shows what a really strong leading man can do. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, I, I like him and the girl, the Kaylee Spaney Amara character. I thought she was great. Honestly, mm-hmm. when she was building that robot just on her own, and she was like, that's my robot, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, man, this should have been Transformers. It should have been shot with, yeah. with fucking Bumblebee, you know, and doing that like, relationship thing and like like Shia LaBeouf's character should have been a fucking like mechanic or something yeah. and like Bumblebee's hurt and he fixes Bumblebee and you're like oh fuck and then that's how the trans like dude Transformers is a fucking travesty and yeah. this Pacific is a much Rim, better both Pacific, <laughs> both Pacific Rims are 10 times better than all the Transformers movies agreed so, um, so and uh, but uh, what else Um, yeah I liked everything I you know oh yeah uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I just thought it was a f- so much fun. I was actually super surprised that Andrew just hated it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, really? Out of because there's some stuff Andrew's very passionate about. That I'm like, dude, I don't know why you like that movie so much. But I guess that's that's why it's fun to talk about this shit. Right, right? folks, different I, I appreciate folks. it. I appreciate it though. Gives me yeah, an opportunity to prove others wrong, and that's always a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> sure. What a great way to look at um, it. I also wanted to comment real quick on something Andrew said about stop, like slow motion stuff. 
because it makes me mad because people go, is there a bunch of slow motion in this movie? And I go, there's not a lot. There are some scenes. And people go, ugh. And I go, what the fuck, man? Slow motion is in a lot of fucking movies, dude. I don't know when people were just like, oh, I really see it now. And I was like, well, I mean, come on. Slow motion is going to happen in action movies, guys. I was just reading that because was, that was part of the review. No, but I don't really care. I don't really care about that personally. Someone brought it up. And I just hate when it's like, because when someone does something really well and then you're like, oh, okay, cool. I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to take that and do it my own way. It's like, that's how art works, man. It's just, there's going to be slow motion in movies. It's going to happen. But I just wanted to comment on it because it's like, and that anytime anyone... Yeah, anytime anyone <laughs> watches anything, it's always like, oh, does it have this in it? Did they do this? And it's like, it's a fucking action movie, dude. Of course they're going to do it. It's going to be cool. Just fucking watch it. Honestly, but, I have a hard time catching some stuff in action scenes. So I'm I'm one that kind of like appreciates slow motion quite, quite a bit. Like, like Black Panther is like, one of the best uh, movies we've uh, seen this year. Black Panther is going to be like a top of 2018, right? But Honestly, I was kind of lost in some of the action scenes. Like, I was like, "What? Huh? Hey, what? That, that final action scene in Black Panther is probably my least favorite action scene." Yeah, it's like because oh, it's I don't like, even know who's who's punching what. What it's move was too that? Much, it's it's slow mo is one thing, but close up and slow mo is another. And they do yeah. a lot of like close up auditing, a lot of canted angles, as we learned in film school. A lot of canted CG. All right. Yeah. The name of my company, Canted CGI. <laughs> um, so we're gonna we're gonna move on. We're gonna go back to Andrew, so he can shit on my favorite movie of the year. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna do your favorite scene and your least favorite scene. Go. Favorite scene doesn't exist. No, I'm just kidding. Um, come on, dude. Fair Get enough. Come on. <laughs> I actually can't think of like a really good one. I, I, yeah, like, a, it, like it, an it, outstanding it scene. That's fine. Um, it was the part you hated the most. That's what I want to know. Tian Jing. God, oh, get, her. get her out of there, man. God, you just dislike this actress, or did you? Her performance like is like she's weirdly cold and distant, but we're supposed to like her, and she's supposed to help us out. What is that all about? Hey, she, she comes. Actions she, speak louder than words. She just she seems like her. some like cold bitch for most of the movie, and then all, she's just like saves it. Like, dude, just get her out of here. Just let's just have John Boyega. You, you, you can have a character turn. <laughs> like she got fucking. She was trying to take over a company. You don't have to. She's the leader of a major corporation man you gotta be ruthless you can't just be like oh i'm happy all the time i won't save a day but i really like carrie ann moss and jessica jones and she's a fucking bitch too but it's just a different <laughs> thing you well know? that's because carrie ann moss stays that way i just want to say the entire series series too. so i mean I that's know, what, i just did I not i did I not like i thought her i thought her acting was poor i didn't think she was the best actress but I don't mind that she was like, oh, shit, um, if I want my company to survive, I'm going to have to help save the world because their plan is to destroy it. So even if you are a bad guy and you've seen this turn in movies before Dude, where the same thing happens, where you have a fucking terrible villain and then they have to come together to fucking save the world. I mean, Dude, it's when in comic books, it's in fucking... When Scrapper comes back into the picture, and yeah, it's Tian Jean or whatever. I didn't get hung up on her performance too much, but I thought that was cool. And I'm like, all right, yeah, she's helping now. But the whole time, did you see fucking Charlie Day becoming the main villain of the entire movie? And they used yeah. him so well. Yeah, he's a great yeah. villain. He's that's why that's my number one like. 
Oh, the one oh, the one thing that's the best about that villain is that he gets to be good and bad at the same time, because a part of him is like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm just like lovable, fucking hilarious Charlie Day. But at the same time, I'm evil Charlie Day. And I thought it was great. I thought Amazing. And I, I didn't see more of that. Yeah, I didn't see that coming, dude. I was I never thought that Charlie Day would become a villain of a <laughs> so franchise. <good>. I <laughs> hope this is his fucking Jeffrey Toomes moment right now, man. I hope we get nine of these fucking movies and Charlie Day's in every one of them. I mean, he's at least going to be in this, the third one because we get. Oh, fuck. It. If there's no third one, there's got to be a third one. Dude, I hope there's a third one. I'd just like to see like come full circle for better or worse. You know, just uh, I don't know. I like to see this it. is the best universe since what I thought Avatar was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, so I, would much, I would much rather watch this movie than Avatar. Yeah. I'm still down. Way more fun. I'm still down, brother. I'm but not. Fucking, I'm not you're waiting for five years. Yeah, the new Troll album is going to come out before Avatar 2 comes out. Come on, fucking let it go. There might you should have done Battle Angel. Tool albums out <laughs> before. Well, we're getting a perfect circle record and a tool record. All we're saying... And we still haven't gotten Avatar 2. Yeah. Come on. It's better be some. And one of those bands broke 3D. up. It's better be some non glasses. Stefan, anyway. you ready? Yes. I don't know. <laughs> Andrew hated it. So he doesn't have, he hates everything. It's, I don't it. really have a favorite scene. I, I'm i done. So move on. We're ready. Favorite, I'm ready. least favorite scene. Stefan, go. Oh, man. Uh, my favorite scene. In terms of actor's performance, I'll say was when Boyega was going through the fridge, getting ice cream and shit. And he was talking to Scott Eastwood. Uh, Scott Eastwood is all right. He's pushing to play Wolverine, but I think he'd make a better Cyclops. Um, He's great. He's great, but that scene is written terribly. It's a terrible scene. Yeah. But both those guys are like, all right, we're here. We're trying like John Boyega. He's. Still, even though he's in a Star Wars movie, I think he's still trying to fucking find his footing in big Hollywood. I and think it, this character reminded me a lot of his Attack the Block character. In a, in yeah, a well, I liked I liked that it was a little bit more Moses than Finn, mm-hmm. but I also liked that it was a little different than Moses. Yeah, it was still kind of hard, rough around the edges, but it was a different, a little bit of a different take. And I feel like as an actor, John Boyega, he caught onto that little bit of what they gave him, of what was there. And he made it work, even though a lot of his lines to me were so terrible. But I'm just like looking at him, give them and he's making some of them work. Um, and when he's getting the ice cream and stuff, it's not about the lines like Scott Eastwood, just kind of like reciting the things that he's memorized and doing it to the best of his ability. I like this guy so far. Um, but John Boyega is just fucking spouting these nonsense kind of dialogue lines and making it work with the way that he's interacting with his props and shit. And that was really cool to me, the way he's like getting the beers and popping the tops and stuff and just his blocking. Like, I don't know if that was Stephen S. DeKnight or whatever the guy who directed it, Stephen D. Knight. I'm not sure. Um, but there was something special about that bit of the performance. And I really loved that scene. Um, and it got a lot of expository bullshit out of the way. But he's just a joy to watch on screen. And John Boyega just needs to be in more movies as a leading guy. Like, he's fucking awesome. Um, least favorite scene, I would have to say, man, I had fun through the entire movie. (laughs) I will tell you, I had so much fun through the entire movie. If I had to pick a least favorite, it would be the scene where 
the one girl, the main girl, gets into it with the Russian girl. Like it was so soap opery and God, like, that cheesy. was awful. Yeah, that would be the second worst. But yeah. I just really feel like it all worked. Like the music was good in those parts because it kind of beefed up the cheesiness. To me, this movie felt like PG thirteen Starship Troopers. Mm. I'll leave my, I'll leave it at that for this <laughs> selection because I don't I don't have a least favorite scene. I know this movie might not be considered quote unquote good by a whole lot of people, you know, like we'll take rotten tomatoes into consideration here, but at the same time, I'm like, I fucking love this movie. (laughs) (laughs) It's fucking crazy to me, man. It's unbelievable. I like it more than the first one. That's the most unbelievable thing. That's the most unbelievable. Yeah. I don't know. I knew from the trailer when I first saw the first trailer, I was like, this is going to be good. All right good interpreted in a personal level this is going to be something i really like and i knew from second one anyway um all right my i I don't know i really like it like me and stefan have said we really like this movie um (laughs) my i favorite scene uh one that stood out to me that i thought was really fun was the big like um just kind of the beginning when um uh they start and they're looking for that piece from that jaeger and you meet the mm-hmm. cloaked figure that stole it, and they do that little chase. Mm-hmm. Um, and then leading up to the point where you meet Scrapper, and then oh, that giant Jaeger that's like, Stop, Mom, this is you can't build Jaegers, blah, blah, blah. And that whole little like just interaction between her and John Boyega, I really liked mm-hmm. because it set those yeah. characters up as like, Here you go, you know, mm-hmm. here are your two characters. Hope you're ready for this movie. And I was like, All right, I mean, the, I thought the action scene was pretty fun, it wasn't like over the top or anything but i liked it and just like watching like scrapper run and stuff and just the way the jaeger's looking going for and like and just comparing it to transformers again it's like pacific rim and two have the robots fucking down dude it doesn't have a bunch of fucking moving parts you know it looks like a robot it doesn't have to be some Mm -hmm. weird and uh, that that Gundam reference, that shit was awesome. Oh, yeah, that Gundam reference was cool. I was like, oh, shit. Because I love when um, the fucking kaiju walks past it, and you're like, oh, <laughs> you're yeah. going to need something bigger than that. Yeah. You know, um, and uh, yeah, I that just thought that was, was the uh, heart. That got my heart. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, that scene, I really like that scene. Least favorite scene. I mean, there's like, I mean, I'm not saying this movie's perfect by any means i'd enjoy it like I'm saying, it's a fuck ton of fun it's a mess but there are some moments where some of the dialogue doesn't land that well that like i was mm-hmm. kind of like all right i'm still here you can yeah. have that one and then like the third time i was like all right you show me enough cool shit with your monsters and your robots that all right i'm in but yeah i guess there's that one the one cadet I don't know. Too like some of the cadet stuff. I was just like, "Fuck, dude." Yeah, terrible. Like I could, I could get rid of like, like you said, of- yeah, you could have gotten rid of at least like a couple of those cadets for yeah. sure. Um, yeah. I, um, but I did. Uh, yeah, I mean, th- but I felt like once they were in the Jaegers and doing the fights towards the end, I was like, "All right, mm-hmm. I'm kind of glad they're here. They serve. Yeah. They're serving a purpose." You know, we did lose some of them, which I thought was good. Like, not everyone survives, yeah. which and is. That- Sorry, can I interject just one second? That was one of my biggest gripes with the first one is that you needed two pilots to pilot one Jaeger and the the whole drift thing to begin with. And that's why we have a problem in 
I think that's, this is multiple where, characters. This is where this is the. I think this is the crux of it. Yeah, you, you didn't like the. You didn't like the heart of the first one. I don't like. like I didn't like. like the they whole, had like, to have two pilots. Like the, yeah. It's like the big thing about it. Because from a storytelling perspective, if you need two pilots, then you need one extra character across the board. So the more robots you add, you need an extra character. But I think having an but, emotional having an emotional link between two people actually brings a lot thematically to the whole I agree. Thing. I agree, but you could have done that through the different robots and that would have boosted the personality of each robot in that traditional kaiju kind of way, Guillermo fucking del Toro. But I don't think that they it's, it's not set up from the beginning to have <laughs> that was one of my... to have personality in the way that the Transformers are supposed whether to have personality. Whether that's heart or not Sorry to interject again, Maddie. Um, no, I, that's good. Keep going. All I want to say, all I want to say, is that yeah, my biggest problem with the first one is that you needed two pilots to pilot one robot, and you wouldn't need that from a storytelling perspective. But most of this movie, there are two pilots piloting the robots, except for Scrap. That's that's why there's a bloating of too many characters and. PR yeah, too. I mean, that's one of the, the reasons why you have so many of those characters, and you wouldn't need them if you didn't initially write in, "We need two pilots per Jaeger." Because it's just overkill. It's, it's, it's an invention that's post fucking Evangelion Gundam anime. Like, there's nothing that dictates in these types of fictional worlds. There's nothing that dictates that you would need two pilots other than Guillermo Toro wants to sweep in and be like, I want to bring people together like some fucking Mexican Cupid. But Sorry, that, let me just race. tell you something. That is exactly the <laughs> type of shit I want to see. Fair enough. Yeah. I, that's exactly I, it. I want to see that emotional resonance yeah. with the two characters. In the first one, you go back with um, Rinko Kikuchi's character and, and um, Idris Elba's character. They have like this kind of deep history together and yeah and 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 you, and you could still have that between but, characters and, but, but their, their arcs their arcs work really well they play against each other really well there's character but it's about something this movie yeah. wasn't about anything it's just robots sure and was. giant aliens fighting there's nothing else to it it should have something else to it it should have some heart behind respectfully it. disagree i yeah, think it was about have quite a bit heart. i mean <laughs> i believe it was about quite a bit anyway Sorry, Maddie. Finish your. <laughs> oh, um, I don't even know. I'm just. I mean, I I agree with Stefan. I don't think. I, I think the two pilots thing was like. Uh, I'd like. I rolled my eyes when like I saw. Shot himself in the foot right away. And right away. I also think the biggest problem with Pacific Rim is your leading man cannot lead the fucking movie. Oh, you, in your face, Charlie Hunnam. Go back and, to comedy. You know when you have like because Andrew, you haven't mentioned if you even like the main character. Um, in the first movie, I mean, Idris Elba should have been the main fucking character of that movie because he's fucking commanding Pentecost for life. Yeah, and um, Mako should have been another lead character instead of having some white, not a great actor. I know Joey loves Charlie Hunnam. I love him in Sons of Anarchy, but he's terrible in this fucking movie, and he doesn't lead it. I, like I just don't. And, the, and I, I don't feel like anything else. Kind of, he's surrounded by good, good. Even if he can't act that great, it's still. But I, you, you me, it's just handled about, like, well. You care, like you're telling me, you care about his character, like what happens ultimately to him? Because I honestly didn't give a fuck, and he could have died. I wish he would. But I was really upset that Idris Elba died because he's a fucking can lead a fucking movie, dude. Honestly, I do remember Idris Elba and Rinko Kikuchi's uh, stories more than his. Yeah. Uh, and this is your lead fucking dude. But I this still, is the guy you're supposed to care about. I still maintain that even with that major flaw, it's still got more to it than the sequel did. 
Mm. I just, I, I, man. Okay. (laughs) I just don't like, like for me, if every movie was Rocky, if every movie had the heart of Rocky, I don't think I would ever, ever, ever get tired. I need to have that in every single fucking movie. And I think it's just like, fuck character designs. Be damned. Action scenes. Be damned. I don't give a one. I think it's, I just need that. I need to have the heart and soul behind some shit. And this was made by a corporation. It's a wedding band cover oh, version of the original. Like conspiracy thinking to me right there. It's, I, I, it's I, I, I watched the credits. I disagree with it being a cover of oh. the first movie. That's not. I'm uh, glad it deviated from the past. Yeah, me the too. It started to, to go down. I love Pacific Rim, the first one, but I had way more problems with that one than I yeah. did this one. I think this one, like it's unfair, I think, to say that this movie doesn't have any heart or soul. It is all over the place. And the story arcs are kind of like in and out. Um, but the heart is fucking scrapper. The heart is old girl. What was her name? Uh, Amara. Amara. Yeah, the heart is Amara. And that scene when they're talking in the locker room, like, again, the writing is not great, but they're there together. And those two are really good actors. And, you know, it's like that relationship, the bond that they've built in a short amount of time. I'll give it that. But they're both good enough actors to make that believable. And to me, that scene where she's washing out or whatever, and he's just like, you're going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And makes that has that moment with her. Like, there's a lot of heart in this movie. And it's it's kind of everywhere, to be honest, even when they're, you know, the end scene was a little underwhelming where they have the rocket strapped to the hand and stuff. And that's how it's going to beat the monster. I give you that. But when they were doing it, when they got there and like, even though it was kind of cheesy with like the eject pod and everything um, and like calling back, I'd like, I'm at this point, I'm kind of getting tired, like of the callback. Like we've had plenty of movies to do the callback. I'm, I'm ready for the move forward. But like they set this whole thing up about them supposed to be, he needs a drift partner and all this stuff. And then, yeah. and then it like, whose fault they, is that they, though? They drift. Well, they exactly. drift. Well, they drift well immediately. And I'm like, well, there goes that character arc. So yeah. what the hell is this movie about? And then yeah. they finally get together. You, you know, it's, you know, you yeah. know that, that uh, Scott Eastwood is going to die or something's going to happen to him from the get go. Mm-hmm. So it becomes way too predictable, way yeah. too early. I think it was great that he didn't die like that where you're saying, but he, it was, but he was still, he was still taken out. He was still taken out though. He was, which was still predictable. Sure. 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 You know what I'm well, saying? I mean, yeah. it's a fucking action movie, dude. But. You go to every action movie you watch, you're like, there's nothing predictable in it. Like, John Wick is not That's a predictable fun. action movie. The main point I want to say is, is there's just yeah. not much, like, the character stuff is just, it's just like, it, it, it's, it's disjointed, but it's, it's not. It's, it's unfair to this say whole, they shouldn't have even like talked about drifting at all if they wanted I agree. to do this. I, I totally because, agree with you there because, on that. Like, if, because that is really where the crux of the character arc is supposed to be in this series. And they just... Well, we saw just, it in the first fucking movie, dude. That's the entire fucking first movie, dude. They don't give a fuck about it. And it's just like... It's like, okay, they automatically drift to really well together but then they and then that's it they didn't though there was the one scene where he was like concentrate concentrate stay with me and she's having that whole thing with her father and again another one of the stories one of the santa cruz surefire uh, signs that you're watching a terrible movie is fucking flashbacks and i always appreciate when yeah okay you couldn't work your way around your flashback but you did it in kind of a way that makes it in the now and they did that with this film. It started, It was a flashback. You see that her parents died. Expository scene, sure. But and then the Boyega, they're with her feeling it. 
he's and there the with her on the loss face. of her family and it's like how could you say there's not any heart man like it's again it's not very well placed it's there's no heart well because together even but if it's like a fraction, if there's like a fraction of it in one scene it just like it kind of goes nowhere it doesn't know what to do with it it's like that's why i kind of that's why i say it's kind of made like by a corporation it's just they just it's like are they writing humans what is this it was just so i think it was weird. an algorithm i think an algorithm like put it together just like movie boom blah 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 blah. and by some miraculous feat the fucking ai is that advanced and it's like this is what's gonna <laughs> this is what people are gonna want to see this is what they'll buy they don't, they don't want to see why people's lives are so fucked up they want to see people's whose lives are fucked up and how they push past that with giant fucking robots I mean, I don't know, man. I just don't need heart in every fucking movie, man. It's not like I go through my every day or a week and I'm like, I had some profound thing that happened to me and I made this connection. That's <laughs> like, I why I go. That. That's that's kind of like the main reason that I watch movies in general. Because you don't have any love in your life? Damn. <laughs> oh my God. All right, we may need a breather here. <laughs> just kidding. You know why I never really like hominem attack. <laughs> no, it's. I mean, like a lot. Of, I think a lot of people are, are like that. With like, uh, like, but like for me, I mean, it's why I like Captain America a lot too. Like, I like the heart behind. Like, I like Rocky a lot. Like, like anything like that, I'm going to show up every fucking time. I love that shit. But I, I, and when, it, and then when that stuff is taken away, it's just like, okay, what am I watching? I just, it's just like. But I need more. I need more than just the punching. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just, it's just something was really. There's so off. much more. But but I'm just so saying, like it was, this is yeah. based off of like, you know, it's hit, like you know, Pacific Rim is an ode to a certain style of film, and all those films didn't have that much heart in them, dude. You know, like you watch Godzilla films, man. Sometimes you're like, what the fuck is happening? I came here for Godzilla and for him to fight some monsters. That's why I watch Godzilla. I mean, that's that's what they're leading with. That's what you lead with. And yeah, one of I my mean, biggest gripes with action movies is getting hung up on themselves. Like, if you want to just be an action movie, do your action really well. Make yeah. that the film. Make that the art of it. You know, don't try and, like, go with your strengths. Don't fucking, you know. And that's I why don't I like. Don't I disagree with that. I don't need a fucking heartfelt. I don't need to be that. I just don't need that every fucking movie, dude. I don't. You know, I like all the stuff that you like, Andrew. I love Captain America because of that shit. But I'm not watching a Marvel movie when I watch Pacific Rim. I know what I'm going to see. Robots fighting giant monsters. And maybe there's some cool connections and you meet some cool characters. But, dude, I'll tell you this. You know I watched Predator for Predator. I could give a fuck who's in that movie as long as there's Predators killing motherfuckers. And I learned a little bit more about the Predator species. You know, and that's what I liked about this movie because you learn a little more about like what the kaijus can do, what robots can do, and sometimes uh, that, was, that's and that shit was sound, like the and, precursors and the kaiju and their their kind of reasons why are very sound, and that's where I'll give credit to Del Toro, and but more so this film because they elaborate on that. Yeah, I thought it was what you do with a fucking sequel, dude. Show me you want to yeah. see stuff you haven't seen before, man. Like that's why I like this movie. Because it show me new creatures, then it's like, oh hey, yeah, here's some kaju. But hey, check this out. We're gonna fuse them fucking together. And I was like, holy fuck, that's a dope ass idea. That creature looks amazing. Because I thought the three kaju that they're fighting didn't look that cool. I was like, really? 
it seems like your design, like yeah. the design team was like, were different. I wish there was yeah. more and, color. But when he turns into that big fucking massive one, I was like, this is a big motherfucker. This is pretty cool looking. Um, and I don't have a problem with the end scene because every one of those Jaegers got taken out by it. The only way you're going to kill that motherfucker is with a force. And you know yeah. what the best for gravity motherfucker get used to it. Here it comes. <laughs> yeah. And I thought it was cool because they tried to kill it every other way with all their fighting tactics tactics. The best thing was to do was to Last throw thing. something like fucking throw something big at it. And hopefully it works. It's the hell Mary scene. It could yeah. or could not like, cause when it gets up and starts roaring, I was like, Holy fuck, dude, it's gotta be hurt. And then this I was like, was I thought rock. scrap, I thought, I thought a uh, old girl was going to get in scrapper and they were going to like Boyega would be passed out. Girl would. And she'd wake up and she's like, we got to do this scrapper. And she'd like fight half of them or something. And I was yeah. like, Oh, it's going to be dope. Cause scrapper's got that new welding tool. And that's what I wanted. I wanted a scrapper half Kaiju. Like he's still alive. Cause that's he's got your all bumblebee the right there. Dude. I wanted that scene, dude. I wanted to like, I, I'm, I wanted scrapper to die, dude. I wanted like, Scrapper just not to work in a crisis scene where she's like, but Scrapper, we gotta save the world or something, you know? I don't know. I mean, I just that's what I've liked of seen. But I this thought it was Transformers cool. done better. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> not best, better. <laughs> yeah, I definitely would. I will definitely why if we don't get a Pacific Rim three, that's fine because I have my Transformers movies. I'm gonna wear the Blu-ray disc in my pants for a week. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I am. A, I'm just. Anytime I come to LA to visit, I'm gonna go to Andrew's house and be like, Andrew, let's watch Pacific Rim Uprising. Come on! Oh god! Oh, I'm not torture him. So well, he's already starting to rethink the entire podcast at this point. All right, so Man of Steel and Pacific How can I possibly Rim possibly trust either of them. Man of Steel and Pacific Rim One were the only Blu-rays I bought that year. Like wow. I loved the first one, man. All right, fair enough. That's it's a you letdown. Know, That's fine. It's a disappointment. That's okay. I went in with tapered I, expectations yeah, because we're using stuff, but I yeah. just didn't think it would be this quite this bad. Yeah, I think we're opposites on this one. I yeah. Anyway, sorry. I think this is one of the rare <laughs> like I'm a huge Del Toro fan, and I like I like everything. I think, but Pacific Rim, man, it just I didn't. I don't know. It just. <clears throat> I feel like he needed to focus a little more like because in Blade, he needed to do that. What he did in Blade 2, he just needed to cut some of the bullshit out. And I don't think you need yeah. two people to fucking pilot a fucking robot. I just, ah, man, it's like, yeah. come on. So wait, me. let me ask this question then. Would you want a drift between the robot and the human? That'd be kind of cool. I mean, yeah. There's artificial that's, intelligence that's, there. That's in Titanfall 2, and it fucking works you, great, dude. You don't got to shoot coverage for fucking So it's just characters. two people. Okay, all right, all right, whatever. <laughs> I mean, that, that would be more, like, I mean, the thing is, is, like, if he did that, because, I mean, I don't know, that's fucking good. Like, in Titanfall 2, it's great, because, did you guys finish that game, the campaign? No. Yeah, it was okay, short as fuck. Yeah, well, that doesn't mean, out, but yeah. I thought it was great, man. When that robot, like, when your robot dies at the end, and he gets the spark mm. out of him, which it's... Still here, like that shit's dope, man. That's yeah. that's like that was connected. a really good game. It was. I don't care how fucking short it is, because you know what? Sometimes short and sweet is better than fucking long and not. And guess what? Time. Yeah, yeah. I know. Was it was what was it? Hour thirty-five? Something. I think you can buy it. Nice, on sweet that. and short. I had a whole day after I watched that movie. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know, dude. Um, all right, so we ready to we'll, end this bloodbath here? Yeah, right. We're gonna do. We're gonna do one last one. All right, all right, all right. This yeah. is your fave robot from anything. 
it can be from Pacific. Oh, Rim. really? From anything? Wow. Yeah, I mean, I go with anything. Better, yeah, any any robot from any movie from childhood. Oh any man, movie, hit me. What you got? Actually, can I go last? Let me think about this. I wasn't ready oh, for this. Oh, I didn't prepare. Hey, <laughs> I'll go first. Yeah. All right, <laughs> go go ahead, ahead, Stephen. Stephen. Come on, you fucking asshole. You don't <laughs> spend time thinking about robots like us. Are, <laughs> exactly. Are you kidding me? You don't have a top five ready to go at any point. <laughs> <laughs> no. I just wanted to shit on these robots. Now I got to talk about some good ones. Fuck, man. Uh, Give me a fucking break. In this movie, my favorite robot was the Phoenix, whatever, whatever had the two swords and it was doing all the flippies over the monsters. I was like, yes, more of this. Like I'm sick of robots being like, you know, fucking, they're playing around in our physics and shit. And like the leg has to move super slow and you have to see it kick by the fucking train and all the people Ooh. like, nah, man, let me see some robots flipping around and shit. Ultraman Evangelion. Give it to me. I don't think anyway. Ultraman's a rob robot. Keep going. No, right. He's not. But like that whole Kaiju thing where they're like fucking doing, having, I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> was a more nimbly acrobatic robot you know like bring me to the level of fantasy that you're trying to dwell in as opposed to again referencing tomb raider there is a little more they could have done with some of the fantastical elements of that movie but they didn't fucking do it and it sucked sorry <laughs> in this one they're just like yeah this robot does flips and it's ninja shit and that's cool and i don't know it was good for me what were we talking about again Favorite Fave robot. robots. Favorite robots. Jesus. Then, 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 sorry. Okay. Okay. Sorry. My you need to start drinking more, dude. Jesus. I'm, I think I need to stop. <laughs> but my favorite robot in this movie was the orange one with the two swords. I'll just say that. Phoenix. Saber Athena. Is that what it was? Saber Athena. That shit was Saber awesome. Athena. Yeah, um, they were all great. The fucking mace one with the spirally mace and like they were all great. I loved all the robots in this, but that was my favorite. But my favorite robot in all of movies is uh, Johnny Five Stay Alive. Short circuit. Wow. Well, <laughs> huge. All right. All right. Not even the best movies, and they're super misogynistic and like super 80s and shit, but I like that robot. Andrew, you ready? Data from Star Trek Next Generation. Mm. Damn, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, just a big Next Generation fan, and I like his character arcs. Dang, that nice, like buzzed nice. my ear a little bit. I mean, I'm yeah. kind of turned on right now. <laughs> um, favorite robot for me? I'm gonna have to go with the Terminator, dude. Oh, yeah, that's a great one. Scared the shit. Like I, it was terrifying as a kid, but in like a yep. cool way. Just mm -hmm. because you know you see Schwarzenegger, he like and he like has to like pull out his eyeball in that scene, and you know there's a fucking oh, it's so good. Um, that's yeah. I mean, I like that. Um, I, you know, I, I like the robots in the Pacific Rim movies, but they're not some of my favorite designs. I actually think the Gypsy Avenger design in this film looks way cooler than what a Gypsy, whatever the fuck it was called in the first one. Gypsy Danger. Yeah. Um, and um, I do like what Stefan was saying with some of the sleek designs and shit like that. Data is also dope. I'm not a huge short circuit fan. Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. I just think the robot's cool. He was like, what do I do and oh, what's going on? And I love that. Also, uh, Iron Giant, just a little shout out because it mm -hmm. fucking dope and that yeah. movie makes me cry and I can't wait to see Ready Player One because he's in it. Yeah. Cool. True. All right. So I like that. I like that discussion. <laughs> yeah. So we're ending sure. it. So, Andrew, give me them final thoughts. Have, have anything that Steph and I said, would it make you watch this film again? Would no, you already decide it? No, you wouldn't in in say five years you would be like you know what maybe i'll give pacific rim uprising another chance 
I, I mean, I don't see it right now. I mean, I would definitely watch the first one again. I just, I just don't think there was any th- anything there for me. Like, I don't know. It's just, just a huge letdown. And, uh, I mean, closing remarks wise, yeah, one point one out of five indeeds for this movie. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, because I like the first one so much, I. I probably would see the third movie just to see what the fuck is going to happen, but I don't think I'll see number two again. So I think I'll end it with that. Stefan. I think that where this film was lacking, it made up for in other parts that were truer to basically what was in the trailers, basically what was presented right at the beginning. I didn't feel like you were shown one thing and you're going down another road. I felt like it stayed on track for the things that were important to itself, i.e. the robots and the monsters. And and it had little treats of good performances here and there um, and little treats of, of cool characters here and there. Um, I really like the first Pacific Rim film, but I probably would watch this one over that one any point in time. And I highly recommend it, but I understand why uh, as per what andrew is saying i totally get what he's saying i understand why you wouldn't like it or think that it's empty but fucking hey man it filled that <laughs> hole for me <laughs> well all right uh you know i i mean andrew didn't change my opinion at all still think this movie's so much fun uh i would say if you want something that's just you can just you know go in and kind of enjoy um that's not gonna be a fucking superhero movie um yeah go see pacific rim uprising uh if you don't want to spend the money on it like if you're one of those people it's like oh it's 15 to 20 dollars to see a fucking movie well wait but you need to see it you gotta get that blu-ray watch it have a couple beers you'll have a good time uh i think that's it all right, so uh, the thing that I was hinting at earlier on in the episode about WonderCon was this. I saw Batman Ninja at WonderCon. They had, I think, two screenings, and I think I saw the second one. Almost didn't go. And then Ben Juan was with us, our senior Batman correspondent, and he was like, hey, I'm in the Batman Ninja screening. There's seats. And I was like, when does it end? Because we had to, I had to get back for this podcast, and I know I was going to see it eventually anyway. And he was like, 3.15. And I was like, wow, it gives us enough time. It's actually not super, super long. So uh, went to go see it. Uh, man, it's really fucking good, dude. I'd say it's better than, uh, <laughs> here's a bold statement. It's better than Dark Knight Rises. I don't nice. know how bold that is. Compare the two, man. One's animated. One's, it is. They're wildly different. And Ben, I think he liked it a little less than me. I didn't, I didn't get, he might need some time to unpack it. But he went in thinking, that the movie was going to be about Batman having to deal with survival with less technology yeah. in ancient Japan. <laughs> it's really not that. <laughs> what it, what it, it's like, this is me liking something that's not that deep. Okay. All right. Oh, oh, okay. so I think we're getting hung up on that word huh? to begin with. I think. Deep hmm. So Andrew can enjoy mindless fun. It's not uh, totally mindless, though, but it's it leans really into a lot of silliness. There's a lot of humor to it, 
it's it's how like insane it is it like the movie knows how insane it is like if you've seen the trailer you get an idea of how crazy the movie is and like there's a sumo bane in it <laughs> and the main plot of it is the uh like uh what do you call it like joker and um poison ivy and deathstroke and the penguin have all become daimyo in japan they've gotten there earlier via time travel oh. from gorilla grod <laughs> gorilla grod created the time travel machine they've been there for a while and they've taken over japan as daimyo and then batman goes back in time i, I actually missed the first five or ten minutes of it oh my god dude yeah, I know. <laughs> I was trying to we, we rushed down to it. But anyway, a, I'll see I'll see it later. But yeah, I missed kind of the setup with Gorilla Grodd, but there's some time travel thing and then they go back and um it's it's done by a Japanese company and like they just really like A, they know Batman. It seems like they they really know they understood how to make a Batman movie in Japan, really, cuz it's like it, as much of a Batman movie it is, they also fucking of course nailed the Japanese aspect of it too. Like there's just so much to it. Like it's really kind of the dream movie and like not going to spoil too much, but like there's a ninja clan in it and like, don't spoil anything. The rest of the, the rest of like the gang, like, Oh, you'll see. Anyway, it's, it's, it's really good. And there is, there. the thing is it's not super duper deep, but there are, but there is like, there's enough of a character arc for you to get into as well. And it's character arc stuff that you've seen before in Batman films and shit, but I very much appreciated that it was in there. And um, fucking a man, two thumbs up for me. I would say five out of five indeeds. Whoa, definitely we'll see about that. Perfect score. Whoa. Perfect score. Nice. All right. Yeah, I'm excited, I'm excited to see it. It looks yeah, great. Yeah, I will see it again this time in uh, English sub, Japanese dub. It's like a song lyric because I saw I saw it in English <laughs> English uh, voices uh, this time around. Was it good uh, voice uh, acting? Uh, it wasn't perfect, but it was it Batman was good. good? It was good yeah. enough. Yeah, it wasn't Conroy, I think, but it it was. Uh, and also, actually, the sound the sound in the arena at WonderCon wasn't like great, but I got like 90% of it, but I think there was a good 10% I did not even understand what they were saying, but um, it was good enough. It, it, it could, Maybe it could have been a little better, but uh, I don't know. You'll see. This is something I've been trying to do for a fucking few weeks now, but we've been kind of... Uh, you know, we have interviews and stuff. It's hard to just throw this stuff in there, but... Um, 2018 popping pop pop pop, pop 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 yeah man we got a lot of shit going on so uh this is a section i'm calling top of the charts i have the top movies of this past weekend top tv recently and what else do i got top video games that have come out and top comics as well so running through that real quick we'll start off with the movies top of the box office pacific rim uprising yes. uh 28 million and then Black Panther, number two, 16 million. Black Panther, it's in its sixth week now. It was number one for five weeks. And it is the second top second top grossing movie at Marvel, only bit, uh, bested by Avengers 1. So fucking A, dude. And then number three was I Can Only Imagine. I don't even know what the fuck that is. Who cares? And uh, I think that might be a Christian movie, actually. And then Sherlock Gnomes was four. 
And Tomb, <laughs> Tomb Raider fell to five. It was number two last weekend. God, oh, Sherlock wow. Gnomes beat Tomb I, Raider? Fuck. I didn't realize Tomb Raider got that high. It was number two in America and then number one worldwide last week. Oh, wow. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, so there's that. If nobody has anything to say about that, I can move on to TV. So broadcast TV. <laughs> this is all the time. This is so weird because like, I don't know anybody that watches like most of this shit, but I guess it's like popular with an older crowd. So prime broadcast network. Uh, number one is NCIS on CBS. <laughs> number two is wow. the voice. Shit, I'm missing on NBC. Number three is this is us on NBC. Uh, number four is the voice on Tuesday. I guess it's on twice a week. Ugh. And what's, what's five, the bull. I don't even know what that is. It's on CBS bull something. Um, I'm out of touch. Yeah, me too. I think it's you get really into your own niche genres. Yeah. So moving into cable TV, number one, Walking Dead. Walking Dead beats t football sometimes, guys. Like Walking oh, wow. Dead is still huge. Really? And then number two is uh, uh, NCAA basketball. Number three, Ra Rachel Maddow. I can't believe, like she seems okay, but I just can't believe she's this high. I mean, I think it says it's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Um, under you know like uh, your number one is a zombie show your no number two is sports and then three is someone who's giving you good information about what the fuck's going on in the world yeah and somebody that's in this like trump world that we're living in now is what it's seeming like anyway uh, yeah. it's good to see that happening N number four basketball again uh and then number five hannity <laughs> <laughs> so there's there's the trump yeah fox wow. news channel hannity's five and six i guess he has two different slots but, oh and then after that uh actually tied for six is uh rachel maddow again yeah so hannity and maddow are going going up against each other yeah but she's got the third spot so it doesn't fucking matter yeah <laughs> yeah she's she's, she's yeah she's she definitely uh, she's for her politics over fucking hannity though man shit yeah right they're both annoying Games number one, Monster Hunter World. I, I this can is see that. February 2018. The uh, game, game listing is not week by week, it seems like it's by the game. looks awesome. This is the thing Monster Hunter is huge in Japan. Uh, yeah. and 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 when you come over here, and like it's weird, like, like think of maybe Halo is an old reference at this point, but like Halo is not big at all in Japan. And then you switched over here. Halo was huge, or was anyway. And then Monster Hunter is nobody. I mean, I think Monster Hunter is gaining, uh, gaining ground in America, but uh, yeah, yeah. it's still got a ways to go. Number I was two. Watching, oh, sorry, yeah. hold on, Monster. Hunter. I was watching a video the other day about Monster Hunter and how they've like since the cult, um, fast, uh, the cult fascination with the game has like built upon a bunch of stuff, and the new game kind of makes it more accessible. Um, and it looks like amazing. They their whole thing is like the process of getting to where you need to be is the fun part as opposed to like the stages where you're going. Anyway, it looks amazing. Uh, I have a I want to tell a funny. Well, it's not funny, but the story. <laughs> I got a, a, a 3ds and I was like, I want to try this Monster Hunter game out. Nice, bro. I like monsters, so I start playing it. Like design my character, get through it. And then we get to these brontosaurus-looking characters. And this thing, I don't remember what it was, is like, hey, to try this out, you got to go kill that thing over one of those be beasts, one of those monsters over there. And then it says something about them being vegetarian and blah, blah, blah. They're not hurting anyone. And then I went, 
why the fuck am I going to go over there and kill that thing for? I want to kill monsters that are hurting people. And so then I turn the game off. But I do want to play Monster Hunter World. Wow. All right. I was just like, kind of like, I was like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't want to like, I think it's like the throwback to Shadow of Colossus. Cause yeah, like yeah. when I first started killing stuff, I was like, this is cool. This is cool. I climbed up on top of this creature and killed it. And then at, by the third Colossus, you're like, why am I doing this? What have they done to me? And I think that just after that game, if I'm just mindlessly killing a creature or something in it, I'm just, I just think about it. I go, but that's interesting. Yeah. You got to develop the world and the motive for your character. Yeah. And I was like, and it didn't seem like I had a choice. Like I had to do that to progress the game. And I was like, that's kind of dumb. You know, like I don't want to just kill this, but I don't know. That's maybe something I have to get before we move on. I think that's probably, uh, yeah, before we move on, uh, another another game that's really huge in Japan not, and sort of gaming ground here is Dragon Quest, that, that series. Dragon Quest mm-hmm. is more popular than Final Fantasy in Japan, and um, every time there's a new one, it's like a huge event, and there's all kinds of like theories as to why this series is not that big in America, and one, one, reason, one thing I read online, I can't remember the article, or maybe it was Kotaku, I can't remember, but they were saying that um, there's like a lot of games where you go for hours without battling in Dragon Quest because it's more about the world building and going and just talking to people and shit. Like you, it takes a while to get to the actual fighting, but you're supposed to just kind of take in the world for a while. And that's yeah. that's uh, seems to be like kind of a cultural difference in with the with with the gaming and and also like it it seems to kind of pay off story wise in the end as well. So. Um, I always thought that was interesting. I do want to play some Dragon Quest uh, in the future, but I just haven't. I played a little bit of one, but it's, I don't know. Um, it was interesting, but I, I just I got busy. I don't know. Anyway, moving to number two, back to the American taste, Call of Duty World War II. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of those either, no. but whatever. Move on. Number three. Number three, NBA 2K18. Oh, what's four? <laughs> <I like Dragon's laughs> Fighter Z. Fighters. Nice. Yeah, that that one seems good. I'll probably get that one eventually, but I just don't want to pay full price for it. I, I like, I mean, it seems like it's a cool fighting game, but uh, you know, I don't know. I'm not. Yeah. It's not injustice. So I'm waiting uh, for that Monster Hunter World uh, price drop. NHL now. 20 2K18 is a pretty fun game if you have any inkling. Uh, I, I like I like NHL. That's the only sports game I'll play. I like hockey like, movies. So I like hockey games. EA Sports. I just kind of get. <laughs> I don't actually like Monopoly, hockey, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> it but i don't the names there's so many names in sports that's my biggest problem. <laughs> I have like a, who's who's a free agent that guy this they're like and they're all wearing the same clothes like it's a that. whole other nerdery right it's a whole Clo- other type of world clones and droids that's sports to me clones and droids for me even though i do watch the super bowl because of the events like things like like football and, be- and be- uh, baseball in particular it's just like how many fucking rules we got why are we stopping now what yeah. i mean we got like all you hear is a whistle yeah, it's it's like we're stopping again, and mainly in football, I guess. But it's and 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 it's like they're just making up words. It's like, dude, I don't, I'm just not into this. And and then with hockey, the, I think the reason I resonate with that is a, I don't really, I never played it, but I just, I think a, it's the skating, the smooth motion of it. I like that. I like <laughs> yeah. the, I, something like about it. that. That's and then weird. number two, you can fight. You can like, like that's the thing. There's less rules in it because you can punch yeah. a dude and still get away with it. Like the less amount of rules, the better. I think so. They all have no teeth. 
yeah, yeah sports yeah, stupid yeah. it encourages a hive mind it it, it it disencourages individuality and intellectualism and that's, that's true that's true that's true the world we live in is too much of this hive mind bullshit and everybody's just going well if he said it then i guess that's right anyway some and ranting. sports are only like 150 <laughs> years old too so it's, there's that yeah it's, it's a very yeah. new thing um so we, people didn't have enough time to play a fucking game back in the day i was you know, working on the farm we'll and play, yeah. <laughs> all right so number five is uh grand theft auto five like really that, really wow. yeah i do that online man people fucking love that shit it's true it's fucking yeah. nuts right it's booming it is booming i got out of it because i was too sensitive i'm too sensitive a person to play grand theft auto online i yeah, like the I critique of sports of that was people. good thank you yeah. <laughs> um, see we're all still friends even after that pacific rim uh bloodbath uh, guys see, it, can, we, it can happen we won't, we won't <laughs> always agree on things but that's what pushes us forward as a team that's humanity as a team oh, stop bringing this around back to sports super, super, house, <laughs> super house podcast is the best x-men movie that you've not watched i like teams when it's an x-men yes you're right about that all right um i'm done with uh games <laughs> for now i just want to do top five because like you could go to the top 20 of all these lists but you know let's just do top five so comics uh this one's interesting uh, comics also they uh they only do it by month it seems like it takes a while for them to get it so this is uh seems to be a mix of the end of January and then February. So number, and this is th this is what's interesting. DC kills it. DC sells a shitload of comics, man. Oh, wow. So Dark Knight's Metal, issue yeah, number five, that. number one. Um, not by a long shot, but by a small margin, because number two was Doomsday Clock, issue number three. Uh, they were both in the hundred and sixty-five thousand estimated units, and then. Batman, number three, uh, issue 38. And then number four, Dark Knights, Rising the Wild Hunt. I don't know what that is, but I don't keep track with all this stuff. And then five, finally a Marvel book, X-Men Red, uh, issue number yeah. one. Wow. And then uh, uh, Batman is six, seven, and eight. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wow, Batman smells yeah. like a motherfucker, dude. And then uh, Avengers and Walking Dead, 9 and 10. So that's, uh, I know I just said I just do top five, but I went through Batman real quick. So anyway, that's it. Uh, top top 10 uh, comics. So that's it. That's the first uh, top of the chart segment. We'll hopefully, well, we'll see how this goes, but uh, I like those. I like watching the uh, box office numbers and what's selling and what's the fucking uh, zeitgeist and shit. What are people into? You know, that's what pop culture is. It's popular. So, uh, <laughs> popular. <laughs> popular. So, you know, it's, I like to, it's, it's, I like to gauge. It's where literal and logical becomes lovable. <laughs> yes. I, I, I just, I, I don't know. I like to gauge where the country and world are via these True numbers that, and stuff dude. you know what i mean even so if it's something i don't really like gain away from it yeah yeah <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. so uh that's it guys holy shit everybody <laughs> <laughs> that was episode 119 and we freaking did our best not to murder each other or <laughs> or bore you to death um hopefully uh neither of those things will ever happen we're fucking the strongest fucking podcasting there possibly ever was. I believe that over the much more successful podcasts that are tracking higher numbers, but people just don't know yet. 
and that's where we're at <laughs> right yeah. now. I'd like to apologize <laughs> if I got a little too hated, uh, yeah. Good. but uh, I think I just got, I don't know, I got kind of too into the conversation, but uh, yeah, sorry if it was a little bit too much, but um, I'm glad we're still friends, or at least I think we are. <laughs> <laughs> we all just need to go and play our favorite violent video game for just a minute. Yes. Um, just, I picture Andrew every time I kill anyone. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. <laughs> the thing that people don't realize about violent video games is actually it's the it's the solution to violent behavior because you can act it out there in a safe place where you can be creative with how you're violent. Anyway. Just don't go driving after playing a lot of Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto, yeah, don't do that. Unless you're a self-driving car because you could always use the impredictability. Anyway. Oh, man, I want one of those. Anyway, all right. <laughs> Thanks, Shasta. That was episode 119. <laughs> kind of off the rails, but fucking who gives a fuck, man? It's 2018, and we're doing whatever the hell we want. We want to thank Shasta for once again contributing to our Patreon account as much as she has. She's amazing, and please donate to us if you enjoy our ramblings. If this is the schizophrenic voices that are running in your head, then you're in good company. Um, <laughs> that's Stefan. Signing out. How about you guys? Andrew, signing off. This is Maddie. Bye-bye. This is Stefan from the Superhouse Podcast. Be sure to check us out on Patreon, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and any other godforsaken social media outlet that we that we should be floating on we are basically on all social media <laughs> yeah, all social media mainly facebook and twitter and patreon check out the links in the description we have a lot of uh cool goals uh set up on our patreon like if you donate a dollar you'll be able to uh give us a topic for us to talk about and that's we'll talk dope. about for maybe an hour or more who knows yeah. how long it'll take and that's pretty tight <laughs> That's the coolest thing. <laughs> Wait, we're on the internet? That's pretty good. If you and we can make money. What? <laughs> if you donate $1,000, you get full frontal nudes. We haven't set that up, but it's a possibility. If you give us a grant, who knows what will happen. Check us out. I'll do that. <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> you get to go on a date with one of us for $10,000. <laughs> but you pay for everything. <laughs> you get to have your way with Maddie for $20,000. For $30,000, we'll help you hide a body. Check out our Patreon. <laughs> Superhouse Gigolo Project 2017. <laughs> Links in the description. 2018. <laughs> Links in the description. <laughs>